The Wallop Roundup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the August episode of Wallop Roundup. I am Kyle Joseph, and joined, as always, for this show, uh, Rylan Turner. Rylan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to get into our second month uh, of uh, Wallop Media, and I'm excited to talk wrestling news with you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. few interesting stories. Not as many stories as we necessarily had last time, but we do have a few interesting ones that we want to get to. And starting with this, Rick Steiner apparently has been removed from the WrestleCon in advance of SummerSlam. Rylan, what's going on here? Okay, so I don't know how familiar familiar you are with the story in general, but he was removed from the WrestleCon during WrestleMania uh, because of uh, derogatory comments he meant he he made against uh, Gazelle Shaw, an Impact performer, and I mean like. Obviously, there's a whole lot of stuff going on here. Uh, WrestleCon uh, added him to the Detroit WrestleCon event uh, amid a ton of backlash for that, uh, justifiably so, um, and basically put out a statement saying that he had reached out to Gazelle Shaw to try and apologize, but was unwilling to, or, and, and that's why they added him to begin with, rather. And uh, after more backlash came in, they reached out to him, I guess, to ask for him to make a public apology. He would not do so. So they then removed him from the Detroit WrestleCon event. Kyle, all I'm going to say is this. It's 2023, and we all kind of need to grow up and stop acting ridiculous. Um, Not we all, I shouldn't say. Some people do. Rick Steiner is obviously one of those people. And, you know, while I've got, you know, through my time of watching wrestling, I've enjoyed a bunch of the Steiner stuff. When you're willing to say something that even Scott Steiner wouldn't go out and say, I think that's a real bad look for you, number one. And uh, number two, I just, this stuff really bothers me in this day and age in in pro wrestling. Like, Gazelle Shaw is a, a great performer. Um, longtime impact performer at this point and doesn't deserve that sort of treatment uh, at an event where she's obviously been invited to be there to sign autographs and meet the fans and whatever else, especially from somebody who's her contemporary. Like we, we, me and you have sat here and we've talked about wrestling fans and the way they interact on social media towards the wrestlers, airports towards the wrestlers, whatever else. And obviously we've been critical because these people are human beings too. But when somebody who is in the same industry that you are, who knows the grind, knows all the, 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 the effort that you have to put in to be able to get to a position where you're working for a company of the stature of Impact Wrestling, WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, whatever, it's hard work. And to, to be able, and to, just to be able to disrespect somebody because of um, something like that is is beyond me at this point. And honestly, I'm happy to see him removed because, yeah, like, don't live your life with hate, man. Because you, you become a, a terrible human being, and you know, I, I I've known a lot of people in my life who have thought one way and been able to 
see a, a better path. And it's unfortunate that Rick Steiner was somebody is somebody who has such a high stature, um, popularity wise with wrestling fans. They just went into the Hall of Fame like last year, two years ago, whatever. It's sad to see this guy take this fall because all you have to do is be a tolerant person and and uh, a good person. And it's not hard, really. Yelling transphobic comments at a trans wrestler is the type of shit behavior that should get you banned from these things. WrestleCon... I think they. I don't. I. I don't really understand what their thought process was, bringing him back so soon after it was the last event. Yeah, they hosted. Like the the reality is the, and I agree with the backlash for a lot of this stuff. The the idea of trying to mend broken fences takes time. And thinking that he could just sort of wander in and, or yeah, believing that he should just sort of wander back and just have there be no problems with that. It was silly on their part and it is better for everyone involved that he's not going to be involved in it. If he wants to come back to these sorts of things to, you know, the correct side of society, an apology is the least he should, the least he can do. And it's ludicrous that we can't even expect that. Um, Agreed. Do you have anything more to say on the, on the matter? No, no. I think I said yeah. my piece. We'll move on. Um, interesting stories coming out of Impact as well. Uh, Eric Young um, has rejoined Impact in, I believe, a, a promoter, or not promoter, a um, agent capacity. Well, he did show up at uh, their last event of Slammiversary or whatever to tag with um, who, who's the guy booking the show? What's his name? The, the Team Canada uh, coach, Scott Demore. Scott Demore. He tagged with yeah. Scott Demore, which, by the way, uh, anybody who didn't watch that Eric Young, Scott Demore, Bully Ray, and oh God, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, poor guy. Uh, oh, cool. That tag match on Slammiversary? Thank you. Uh, the, anybody who didn't watch that, uh, Scott Moore can fucking go. Like, my God, Kyle, he's hitting uh, heel kicks, everything. Like, Diener, it, and, and it was really nice to see him in Robert Rude or Bobby Rude's robe on his way to the ring. That was cool too. Uh, Diener was the guy. Yes, yes. And uh, Darren McCarty was their special guest enforcer. Because, of course, he was. Good. Yeah, like, he was a hockey player 20 years ago. McCurry was around in the... Oh, Lord. I'm trying to remember how long he would kicked around. But, yeah, he was a... Because he won the cup with the Red Wings. This is not a hockey podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, um, honestly, uh, I, I was really happy to see Eric Young go back. But the, the big thing is what his reasoning was to not staying with the WWE and actually asking for his release. Um, apparently Vince coming back was a big problem for him. 
And he went out to say, he, he put out, uh, I don't know if he put out a statement or it was quoted that he had said that morally he could not work with Vince McMahon. And uh, I think that's a big statement from a guy. I mean, like people will scoff at this, but like Eric Young's a guy who I've been watching for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like this is a guy who's been around forever. And yeah, a lot of it was spent in TNA and or impact, whatever, however, um, and yeah, he did have a small WWE run, but he was never used on the main roster. And quite frankly, I can understand a frustration with this. This is a guy who committed a heinous act, got away with it, took his company back, and is now obviously very involved. So I, to a certain degree, I, I totally understand this. Kyle, I'm interested on your thoughts, though. I'm not going to knock anybody for decides they don't want to work for Vince McMahon. I am not, I am never one to begrudge people for working in the WWE because it's still the best paycheck in wrestling. And for the people who, you know, want to support families, want to be able to do what they can to uh, further their own careers, I fully understand the, the desire to work for the WWE and I don't begrudge people for doing that. But Vince McMahon is trash. We've all we all know that. We're all aware of that. And yes, Vince McMahon is involved in the company. And Vince McMahon has gotten away with another in the long string of things that he's been able to get away with because he's a 73-year-old man child. But yeah, good on him for whatever. Um, good on him for standing up. Good on Eric Young for standing up. Uh, doing what he thinks is best for him and his career and wherever he's, he's coming from with regards to that. And yeah, we all know the WWE will be better when Vince is gone. And if it's going to take him dying to do that, then yeah, let's, let's all pray on that. Well, Kyle with the hot death take. I like that. Um, I like it. We're getting fiery in month two. So Roosh has resigned with AEW. Yes, and that I there is some exciting. rumors. I believe there's some rumors that he was uh, the WWE definitely wanted uh, him as well. But certainly, yeah. But ultimately, it's what you're going to do with the character. And I think Roosh is at an age too where this guy's young enough where he still can have a WWE run. It's not like that's out of the picture. But AEW's obviously going to use him properly. Well, it's been a mixed bag since he got there with Andrade having such a high caliber spot on collision every week. There's no way I don't see them forming some sort some, some sort of uh, faction with everybody. And, you know, I mean, obviously they, they have it. They need a team to go against the, the, uh, what are they called? Alice or Mal- Malachi Black's team. The, 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 Oh, house of black. House of black. Thank you. Jeez, it's been a while since I watched wrestling. <laughs> they they need a team to go against them, and why not Roosh, Andrade, um, and what what was his brother's name? Not not Dragon Lee because he's uh, Roosh's brother. Oh, Drillistico. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Drillistico. There's a great team to go against them. They don't need to beat them. Like I'm okay with Andrade. Not winning his first feud. They're feuding over his mask right now, which is kind of silly to begin with. But uh, I like I think Roosh joining the roster full time, I think that's great. 
Like this guy consistently puts on great matches. Uh, standout match for me since he's got to AEW is his match with uh, Brian Danielson. I think was fantastic. So uh, I'm never going to complain about something like this. I, I know that every oh AEW just signs everybody, and they they got them to. You know what? Like when you have a Roosh on the free agents list, you sign him. There's no question about that. So that's yeah. what I'm going to say about that. And I think Collision has opened uh, some space up for people to be able to get that TV time that that they so desperately needed. So that's all of the main news that we had. Unless you had anything else you wanted to get to before we started talking about SummerSlam? No, let's get into it. SummerSlam is happening. Um, By the time you hear this, it will have happened already. But in advance of the show, we are talking about uh, SummerSlam happening August 5th from Detroit, from Fort Field. Hopefully, it's going to be a very, very good show. We've got a few matches to talk about. Let's get through them. First one, Ronda Rousey is taking on Shayna Baszler in a singles match. Do you have thoughts on this one? Look, uh, <laughs> this this program took a very weird direction very quickly. Uh, Ronda Rousey uh, is not the babyface in this. Shayna Baszler has been cutting babyface promos, and the crowd is with her for this. They They want to see Ronda get her ass kicked. Ronda may be, may be on her way back to the UFC. So it, apparently she's given WWE a hard outdate. And this looks to be the end of the second run of Ronda Rousey, which for me, sure. I'm kind of done with this now anyway. Like I've been done with it for a while. Sure. The second run has not been in any way, shape, or form the first run. And. Quite frankly, if she can go to the UFC and get paid for a fight with somebody who's probably going to whoop her ass, um, sure, good, good for you, good for you for making that money, um, and not having to do these ridiculous dates. Uh, not that I think that Ronda Rousey's working three hundred days a year, but no, I, I'm interested in the match. I, I'm interested to see what like these these two are very close, obviously, right? So. I feel like between the two of them, they're going to be able to put on a good match, but we'll see because Ronda has been very flaky during this second run. I'm going to say this and you're going to scoff at it and it's going to be difficult to pull off because she is going back to the UFC and she probably wants that shred of credibility. Not only should Shayna Baszler squash Ronda Rousey in under five minutes, she should tap her out or make her pass out. One of the two. I'm this not going to be- that. I'm, I am I will li- I love that, Kyle. So the thing about Ronda is that if she is gone from the company, you know, we can talk about the highs and lows of Ronda Rousey in, in WWE, and that is a, a book, let alone um, a sec- section of a podcast. But, yeah, I think the best thing for Shayna is to get some of that credibility back as a destroyer because she was... After Asuka left NXT, they had a little bit of a period where they were still trying to figure out who the next people would be, who the next um, you know the champions would be. And then Shayna Baszler came along and was just this monstrous killer in NXT and had a truly great run. And I think she has that kind of run left in her in WWE. And honestly... I- 
we could use a foil for Rhea Ripley, and we know those two have good chemistry. Certainly. I just think the best way to do this is to build up Shayna and try to get her to sort of be back to closer to what she was in NXT. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I like I like it, dude. I, I The squash match, that's what I hope happens now. Ricochet is facing Logan Paul in a match that will be a stunt show. But here's my question. Am I, I'm not sure if I'm wrong for thinking this. First of all, is this going to say singles match? I think so. You don't think by the time we get to this, LA Knight's going to be involved in this somehow? No, I don't think so. Okay. I assuming like, it stays. Go ahead. I, I think that there's a, there's a way. Like, honestly, I, I don't think LA Knight needs this. You know what LA Knight needs? A big segment on SummerSlam. He doesn't need a match. He needs to come out and trash talk somebody or or get a big pop from that crowd. Like, I don't think he needs a match on this card. And certainly throwing him in this is not, I don't think, a good idea. Uh, I don't also, with you. Well, like, give me your thoughts on the match and then I'll make my next point. This feels to me like a way to get rid of Logan Paul win. Which makes me sad, because Lord knows I'm a huge Ricochet fan. But this feels to me like a way for Logan Paul to pick up a victory so that they can continue to use him in that sort of main event-ish capacity for big money matches with him retaining some level of credibility. Because if I'm not mistaken, the last match he won was him teaming with The Miz. WrestleMania. Yes. Am I wrong about that? I, but yeah, you're right. I think. Um, but I will say, I do think his performances every time, it's not like seeing like a bad bunny because no, no shame on bad bunny in any way, shape or form. He's been great, but it's different. Like Logan Paul is an athlete and he has obviously taken very good care of himself. Certainly has had some scary spots, but I, I do think there's a difference between a bad bunny or any other celebrity that comes in and what Logan Paul brings to the table. I really hope this isn't a win for him. I do agree with you, though. I think it is going to be. Apparently, he has pushed WWE to have him and Rick Shea open because he wants to try and get he 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 wants to try and get from Detroit to Texas for his brother's fight later that evening with uh, with Nate Diaz. And he wants to be able Honestly, to walk out with it. That would be a good opening match. It'd be a good way, a good pace setter for sure. I think so. Uh, I and, and I'm not going to be surprised if that's what does end up, end up opening the card. I won't be surprised if he wins. I think Ricochet needs it more though. I agree with you. Like I, I certainly, I think Ricochet beating a Logan Paul will, well, some people may scoff at that. At this point, like Logan Paul's gone out and performed great every time he had, every time he's been out there, and and exceeded expectations of both guys like you and I, your basic fans, and and people who are just watching sporadically. So here's as the thing. well if as does, locker room. If Ricochet does pick up this victory, I wouldn't do this right away because he needs to break the record, and that doesn't happen until the end of October. But I think Ricochet wouldn't be a bad candidate for the person who beats Gunther. I know everyone wants to be Sheamus, and maybe it can be Sheamus, but Ricochet would be a good candidate for that because that whoever does that is going to get a huge drop. And Ricochet could use a long icy title ring. I agree. I'm not convinced though that it's not going to happen on SummerSlam, dude. 
We will... Let's get to that next. Why not? Gunther, Drew McIntyre. Um, I understand the inclination for Drew McIntyre to beat Gunther and how big of a deal that would be. I don't know. I think Gunther's close enough to hockey that they're going to want to push that through. I don't disagree with you. Firstly, I want Gunther to beat Drew. I really do. I've enjoyed this run. Um, While I will agree with the sentiment online, which is the matches have been great. They haven't told a single story with him, though. And I agree that that's hard to disagree. Okay, what story have they told? What story have they told? They've booked great matches, and they've been awesome. The story, like, what, what story are they telling with Gunther? Yeah, that he's the destroyer he's a, of everybody, and that's fine. Yes. But he's an unstoppable wrestling machine who goes out and has the best match on every show. Like, honestly, what team more do you need out of an IC title? Also, he has a stable that he's in charge of. Like, his whole character, and his whole character is based around the idea that you know the mat is sacred. The ring is the most important thing, and you prove yourself in the ring against Gunther. So, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Definitely. SummerSlam to me, like, again, that's the thing is I feel like his stable does a good job in, in doing the, the actual show selling of it. But yeah, you don't, for Gunther, there's not much that you necessarily need. So, as of recording, like, by the time SummerSlam rolls around, he will be about um, 40 days, give or take, from Honky. You I feel really like they want to get rid of that hockey record, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. I feel, I feel like I they, yeah, they but, really want to. But how do you? But here's my question: How do you beat Drew when Drew hasn't been on television since WrestleMania? Has recently come back, and obviously signed a new contract. And 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 there was an interview where he t- talked about how a lot of things were said about him and his time off, but it was nice to hear that people were still talking about him. He didn't deny anything. He didn't deny that. He, he was unhappy with the booking, which honestly, if I was Drew at this point, I probably would be a little unhappy with the booking myself. Drew is one of the guys who should have beat Roman before we all fell in love with Sami Zayn again. Let's be honest. Let's go back to that time. Sami Zayn wasn't really a figment in our mind uh, in any way, shape, or form of even having a match with Roman. Drew was the guy. And it didn't happen. In his fucking home fucking like not country, but um, you know, continent anyway. So to be clear, as we move on, uh, we look in pay-per-views future. The next show is payback. That's in September. That's in Pittsburgh. The show after that is fast lane. That's in October. That's in Indianapolis. That would be fast lane would be the first pay-per-view past the hockey talk record. Can you tell a story with Drew where how do you do it? Um, actually, that's how you do it is I feel like you could give them three matches if you wanted to. But he's had one. I know it was a triple threat, but he's already had one. Does that yes. do you risk do you risk burning that match out? Um you could have it be the triple threat again. Is Seamus healthy? I haven't heard he's injured. Yeah. So you could have payback be the triple threat again. 
because I don't think there's a bad reason or a reason not to run that back. Uh, it's, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. And um, what what if what if Sheamus is the reason Drew loses? I wouldn't be opposed to that. And also, like, neither of them needs to turn heel. They just both need to be desperate to win this title, and that's the story. Yeah. And I feel like if you the other way you could go with this one is you could have Drew win but not hold get the title. Either a DQ or something okay. to that effect. It's tricky with Gunther because it's so antithetical to his character. He doesn't cheat. Because again, the whole thing is the ring is too sacred. But he does have stable mates, right? Right. There's there's ways to do this, I think, where you could extend it. I do think I agree with you. Drew or Seamus would both be great candidates to take this. And I wouldn't mind seeing another triple threat. You're, you're yeah, you're not wrong on that. Like that, that's a, a an idea. We'll go back to this show. Uh, the other match that didn't have a title on the line, Cody Rhodes continuing the never-ending story. He's facing Brock again. Um, for who? For what? I, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Kyle. But have you watched any of the matches? Yeah, I saw one of them. It was a good match. Okay. Um, was it the one that Cody won? Yes. Okay. Look, I agree with you for who, for what. I I agree with you. This story is being told way in way too long form. But so was Romans. That seems to be Triple H's ways. He's going to tell you a story. It's going to take a couple years to get to the end. Yeah, the but, problem is that he... Uh, we've talked about this before when we covered NXT... Triple H is great at telling long-form stories, but in true Triple H fashion, he is great at telling stories that have worn out their welcome, too. I, right. He, they managed, like, I'll say this, the Johnny Gargano chasing the title story was saved by one of the greatest matches in NXT history because that crowd was fully behind Adam Cole. That New York crowd was fully behind Adam Cole at the start of that match. But Johnny Gargano is just, you know, that good a wrestler that he was able to pull that out. We both know how Gargano champ ended. Um, Too late. Like, yeah. And in a cinematic match that was overwrought and overbooked. We, and again, it's sort of been the story of, of a lot of these things. And the reality is Cody versus Roman, if they if they really need this to be a WrestleMania where he ends it, that's, I don't know. He's got to do something else in the interim. I don't know what. But but to that also to that point, I like that's the thing. It, it, the big thing for me is Cody Rhodes isn't losing any steam. For me anyway, and and I I do think that the WWE crowd that's watching like he's a top merch seller. He's not beating LA Knight. Oh, but like my that. but my point is like my point isn't that. My point is it seems like you think Roman Reigns. We can talk about the actual match. If he lo- if he wins this one, let's say, assuming he wins this one, is he losing before Mania? I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't know uh, because they've done, they've broken the two records they wanted to break. They broke that Hulk Hogan record. Thank you, Roman, for because no, you know what? People want to crap on Roman's reign. He broke that Hulk Hogan record. 80s Hulk Hogan it was, is no It wasn't longer. a record. It wasn't it was a, record. a record. No, it wasn't. We can't 
modern day record. Get out of here with that. If you want to talk about a thousand as a big accomplishment, again, I think it's silly because it's an accomplishment that you make. Like when you're booking the show, you can make whatever accomplishments you want. I'll Close. I'm going to make a nerdy analogy, but I'm going to say that I've taught. I've heard people complain when they're the dungeon master of a D&D game that their players are too powerful. You can make the monsters as strong as you want to. You get to decide that. So for WWE to say, look at Roman Reigns, he's so great. You did this. And talking about him breaking Hulk Hogan's record, Hulk Hogan didn't have a record. Hulk Hogan, tell me, did Hulk Hogan hold that belt as long as San Martino? I don't think he did. It's not a record then. So until somebody breaks San Martino's reign, it's not a record. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Okay. Same belt. Okay. And also, but like, it wasn't even the dub, like, he hasn't held the WWE championship for a thousand days. That's the other That's thing. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good is point. He's held the Universal Championship. Another thing that we made up so that Roman Reigns could look strong. You're taking all the fun out of it, Kyle. I'm just kidding. Yeah, kidding. I know. Um, Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, I personally, I think we'll we'll get to that actual match. But I feel like my whole thing with Cody isn't that I'm worth the fans are tired of him now. It's that the first date that story can be complete is March of next year. That's a long time from now. That's a long time from now. They, I, good luck to them for to keep this hot for that long. Here's the thing, though. Could do you think? Do you think it would be better if Seth? Well, actually, you know what? Let's. I'll ask you at the end. I'll ask you at the end of this. Okay. Oscar, Charlotte, Belair, Triple Threat. This is just gonna be a banger. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is gonna be great. I listen. Charlotte, as much as we want to, whatever with her. Puts on a great match almost every time. Oscar, mm-hmm. the same. Bianca has been consistent for years at this point. Years. Mm-hmm. So much so that Vince McMahon is no it has noticed. Like, like, let's be honest, during the majority of Bianca's reign, it was under Vince. He had no interest in taking that title off of her. So which is a shame because Oscar deserves. Sure. But uh, Vince is it's also been very high on Asuka at times, too. So, during the pandemic, he was very high on her. She was great. So, like, the, the, problem with, the problem is that, like, Vince has always, like, Vince has always been the reason Asuka hasn't been able to be pushed to Asuka levels. Yeah, she's had a great run in the WWE, but no comparison between her WWE and NXT runs. There are no comparisons between the two. Sure, sure, but let's let her finish her career before I think we decide that one. Sure. But no, I, I don't have much more to say about that match because I think it's going to, I agree with you, I think it's going to be a banger, and I'm very excited for that. I personally think Asuka's going to hold on to this title, and I think she should, but because I think this match is going to be fantastic, don't get me wrong. I need Oscar Eo. I do. That needs to happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Seth freaking Rollins versus 
Finn Balor for the heavyweight championship. Two questions in this. One, uh, what do you think about the matchup coming? And two, is Damian Priest cashing in in this match? Uh, no to Damian Priest. Uh, what I think about this match is we know this match is good. We've seen it. Yeah. It's it's been a while. Like or it's, it's been a while, and we've seen it numerous times in the last few months. What I think about it is simply, I really hope Finn Balor wins because I think there's a bigger story to tell with the destruction of Judgment Day, with Finn holding the title and Damian Priest always kind of maybe cashing in, then we have anything with Seth. I think Seth needs to move over to SmackDown and beat Roman. I'll, I, I won't wait till the end of the show. If, if Seth loses, goes over to SmackDown, wins Ro- Roman's belt or whatever, and faces Cody Rhodes, are you happier with the Cody Rhodes story? It yeah, started at WrestleMania... It started at WrestleMania with Seth. Yeah. That's a perfectly good story. Um, although that begs the question, what are you doing with Roman? Because Roman's going on last. I I think you could do... I, I, honestly, at this point, the writer strike, probably get The Rock. After strike, <laughs> probably get The Rock. And you know what? At this point, you've lost the family. What's left? you got to fight the big dog. The big dog. The Hollywood dog. Uh, I, yeah, tell me, tell me yeah. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Like we are building to that. It does feel okay. That is, I do like that booking. But <laughs> let me let me paint a picture for you though. Just because, um, do you remember Finn Balor's Universal Title reign? Well, it was a day or less than a day. Yes, that's so, right. Right. What if we did that again? Ooh. Ooh. I think there's I think there's a bigger story to be told. I, I don't want to see the judgment day implode in one day. Especially I, with the I, fact I, that we've got especially with the fact that you've got Dominic as the NXT North American champion right now, Rhea Ripley's the world champion. I think once those titles start to dissipate, then sure. But it would be cool to have Judgment Day with gold and briefcase. I think that that works. And I honestly, like right. Finn fucking deserves it, man. Seth does too. Oh. Don't get me wrong. Seth deserves a big run, but ultimately, the story there, I think it, it's a bigger deal for him to beat Roman than to continue on the, you're, as you're the not wrong. heavyweight champion. You're not wrong, but I do think like that moment would be a huge one of Priest turning on Bit Valor after celebrating with him, especially if Dom and Rhea are cheering him on. Yeah. And we let and we let I, Damian Priest take control, like like or God. Do you want me to really fantasy book this? Go for it. Could have AJ Styles steal this group from him. That's Ooh, the most out there fantasy he, booking. Yeah, but he has a group. Yeah, he has, he has the OC. Yeah, they they could be involved in it, and they're too. on SmackDown. I suppose you could you could give. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! We're getting to, in, into NWO uh, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. jobber story at this point. Um, um, have they have they ever treated the Good Brothers like more than that? Where have they been? It's I I I shocked myself by remembering they were employed. Yeah, they're on the roster. Oh, so, um, last match: Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Universal Championship. 
head of the table. The title of tribal chief is on the line. What are your thoughts on this one? Number one, it's going to be a banger because they've had two bangers and they're going to deliver again. Um, My thoughts are, why wouldn't you have Damian Priest take this title? No one's counting him in for this. Jay Uso wins. Damian Priest cashes in. So I really, I do like that, but <laughs> I turned you I real quick. I'm I don't on fire tonight, Kyle. I'm on fucking. Like I would, like I would love to see. Like at this point, I'm ready for Roman to not have this belt. For one, I think Roman Reigns could use a break. Yeah, like that's why I think him and The Rock would be a great idea. Is because. You don't have to have a six month bill to that. You could do it. No. You could do a, a month out, and you would sell eighty thousand tickets. Have them show up to the like. You have to show up once, and it could be at the Rumble. Sure. Where's the Rumble this year? Do we know? Let's find out. Let's find out, Kyle. We've got all the time in the all world. Right. Jesus. Yeah. All right. We'll look it up. But um, is there any chance that so you're so you're saying you like the idea of of uh, him winning? Um, and then Priest cashing in on him. I mean, that it would be a shock, and it would really push Damian Priest to a really high echelon. I just don't think that... I don't see him losing this bump before Mania, and I think that's a shame, because I don't... I wouldn't want this to be... So they have not announced where it is yet, because, okay. you know, they don't even... We don't even know... Because we only know up to Survivor Series where that is. Okay. Which, uh, by the way, it's Chicago. It's technically in Rosemont, but yeah, it's in Chicago. So we're getting war games in Chicago. That'll be great. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we got for SummerSlam. Uh, was there any, do you have any final thoughts going into the show? I mean, honestly, WWE has been consistently putting on great pay-per-views pretty much since WrestleMania. I've been pretty impressed with a lot of the match quality, a lot of um, just the overall feel of WWE shows. So I, I feel like SummerSlam is going to be a hit. I just feel like it really depends on the booking to whether I feel like it's it's good for me. Because there's a lot of different directions, and I've talked a lot about them over the last like 40 minutes. But like... I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of things that you can do with this show and that would make it interesting. It's whether or not they pull the trigger on that. That's fair. You're not wrong. Um, so I think that does take us to the end of the show. Riley, you have anything else? you want any parting thoughts? Uh, check out uh, Friday Morning Lights next week. Me and Kyle are talking NBA stuff, NHL stuff. What else are we talking about? Women's World Cup. Like I'm excited for that. So you check that out next week. And for everybody who's listened to this show fully through, thank you so much for joining us. Keep cool and wallop on. Kyle? Uh, you have been walloped. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. 
You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.